What is up, everyone? Chris Manning here from the Lockdown Cavs Podcast. That's my partner in crime, Evan Damrell. We're going to talk about Cavs next, which the Cavs won. Not the most impressive performance, not the most you know clean performance from the Cavs, but they won. They figured it out. We're going to get into that today and more on the Lockdown Cavs Podcast, your daily look at the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> You are Locked On Cavs, your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Before we get into today's show, we want to thank you for making Locked On Cavs your first listen every single day. Remember, we are free and available on all platforms. That includes YouTube, where we are over 1,000 subs, but we want to keep that number rising. Help us, say, get to 1,500 by All-Star Weekend. That sounds like a nice, clean, raw number to me. But Evan, what's up, buddy? How are you? Good, man. I'm good. Uh, A little tired. Uh, My allergies have been bad. Uh, as you know, we'll not disclose fully what's going on, but it was a fun game. Uh, met friend of the pod, Cami Justice, finally. I was going to meet her in person. Uh, met Daryl Reuter. Seems like a nice guy. Uh, Browns coverage queen Ashley Bastock is at the games. Chris, all we need is you now, man. And then just my, my set of friends is complete. I'm good. <laughs> Look, if we can get some no, some no snow and I can, you know, Bro, the roads were absolutely awful um, coming yeah. into the game um, and then leaving the game. I was just like, you said skirt, skirt in the text, and I skirt, skirted across a green lot, green light at one point. I was just like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm a little over the snow right now, but we're not here to talk about the weather. You can check that out. Uh, I, I will say I did watch like the Bucks, watching the Bucks from the weekend having just been in Florida, and I was like, oh, that, that looks nice. You know, other things yeah. considered, but that looks that looks quite nice. But well, if you want to check out the weather, check out our parent station WKYC for yeah, the please, local weather forecast. Please go do that. But I mean, Cavs Knicks again. I think they they win. Like I know they win. I don't think they win. But I, I would say this wasn't like a Way super to spoil win. it, dude. I haven't watched yeah, the game just, yet. Yeah. <laughs> Evan's, this Evan's just like watching YouTube videos of Pokemon Legends Arceus, like it, at Arceus, Arceus, whatever at the game. Arceus, That's all he's doing. Yeah. Okay, it's got it right. Um, Cavs win. They win by two. They kind of dominate in the third quarter, and the Knicks kind of creep back towards the fourth. Cavs get to 29-19 and 19 on the season. I, Evan, I think if we're looking at our big takeaways here, mine is, I th- we kind of have the same one looking at our, our script here, but I think it's just this team's offense just clearly is lacking like a secondary creator, and I think you know it's not going to be Rondo. I, I don't think he's going to fill that role in the same way Ricky Rubin nah. But I, I think you look at what Garland is doing. He's having to do so much. I think we're seeing Mobley get empowered a little bit. I'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, but I, I think this team like had its best offense when not just Kevin Love got hot, but they moved the ball. They played with some energy. They played with some pace. Like when they're doing that, and they're not just standing still and it's static. I think that happens. I think the energy level, particularly in the third quarter when this offense was at its best, looked much better. The ball moved. They kind of like took a lead that I didn't think they would like particularly give up, and then they proceeded to like to give it up and make this game close late. I also just think we should note that like you know they missed Larry Marketing. We haven't talked about that. We'll talk about that more later. Um, but they also didn't have Jared Allen this game due to due, due to a non-COVID illness. I think you really miss him just because like you didn't see nearly as much pick and roll. You didn't see nearly as much just very simple. Okay, we're gonna just throw up. Darius is gonna throw up some lobs like that was clearly missing, and I I think you felt all of that in this game that. I think, you know, could have been, you know, less close than it needed to be. 
Yeah, the, the lack of Jared Allen was really felt by the fact that just Evan Mobley is allergic to setting screens still. He like just kind of taps and rolls, and that's just not doesn't really work on a top Thibodeau coach team, which is a very sound defense. Excuse me one more. But, yeah, I just think more than anything, like just having Colin Sexton there tonight just made it really clear that the Cavs miss him quite a bit. They miss Ricky Rubio quite a bit, too. I think it was really evident when they had Rajon Rondo taking the game-winning three-pointer in the corner in the closing moments yeah, of the game. Like, the, just the, absolutely what, what bonkers are, stuff. Yeah. Just, just like it's just not putrid. suboptimal, to say the least. I wouldn't say putrid, but suboptimal. Just it's I, was, I, 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 I will call it putrid because Rajon Rondo corner through to seal a game, and then he bricks the shot. Is just like oh okay we're do- we're doing this cool like, well, that's where it ended I was up. just I was just like I made like a face when I was watching the box. It's just like oh we're really having this happen, and then um, maybe that was his LeBron moment, and maybe Ray Allen is Darius Garland and Chris Bosh is Evan Mobley in this scenario, and just my comparison for Evan Mobley becomes complete. But um, it's clear they're just missing one of the most in- integral players. I guess Darius Garland initiates his offense and I call him the most important player. I think it's clear that like Jared Allen is an all-star this year and like he's playing out of his mind. And like you can get as much hustle you can from Isaac Okoro and Lamar Stevens and Dylan Windler and Dean Wade and you name it. And like Kevin Love going absolutely nuclear in the third quarter. Like you're not gonna get that every night. So you just need some type of offensive option to just kind of build this team out offensively and just kind of relieve some of the pressure on Darius Garland because he's also going to burn out at some point, too. Like, the Cavs can play yeah. him as often as they want. And like, yes, they have the power of youth and athleticism on their side a little bit, too. But, like, the Cavs are kind of showing dead legs at times. It really showed against Oklahoma City the other day. It showed at times against the Knicks today. Um, I think it's really going to show Wednesday against Milwaukee, which is just a very sound defensive team. Like, Drew Holiday could eat Darius Garland's lunch, and that could be like one of the Cavs' uglier games this season. Like they've had two ugly games in a row, and I think they're just headed on a collision course to be really fugly against the Knicks, or not the Knicks, the Bucks. But I'm just interested to see what happens. I think, like I said, the Cavs aren't really an organization who overreacts to just injuries. I think with Garland and Rondo out, and Kevin Pangos just clearly not being an NBA caliber guard, like they really hit the pan- they really hit the trade button quickly to get Rondo. But like you said, Rondo alleviates some of the playmaking issues that you lost with Rubio coming off the bench. But you still need to go make another move to get like a secondary scorer, whether they are in the starting lineup or off the bench. It, it I don't care. That's JP Bickerstaff's cross the bear and figure out. But the Cavs need to make some type of move just to kind of make the offense a little easier and a little more functional. Yeah, and I, I think we should just note, just, I, I was thinking about this over the weekend. This is not like a thing you can just, it, it is not as easy as like, I think some other sports in terms of making these moves, right? Like if you're, if, if you're an NBA team and you're in the situation, it's not NBA 2K folks. You just can't pick two yeah. players and get start for a trade. Yeah. Button. Yeah. Right. Like you can't, you can't do that. So like, it's not like the, in a, like the MLB where it's like, you know, if you have a starting pitcher injured, you can call someone from AAA, shuffle your forty-man roster, and, and make it work, and and fill fill in a gap like that, right? Like it's not the NFL where like the practice squad is full of guys at depth pieces, and you will rotate guys in and out, have the IR. Like these rosters are fixed. The salaries, I think, to, to the benefit of the of the players, the labor of this league, are guaranteed for the most part in a way that is, you know, you're not just going to cut a guy and go sign someone else. The the quality of player at that level is, you know, it's not like a replacement level thing at that certain level. I'm not saying like guys in other sports are, but like. 
sometimes you can make do with like your like a, a running back you get off your practice squad or like a starting pitcher or like a, a reliever to fill in at times. Like you can make do in certain spots at times. It doesn't quite work the same way. Maybe it is almost it is most sort of like the structure of like soccer where it's like okay once the transfer is over in soccer like you can't really go get anybody else. Like you just kind of have to like adjust your roster and make do. And like the Cavs are still have this window here, a couple more weeks where they could make the move. I'll be curious to see what I, I would expect, Evan, that I think they do something. Yeah. I just do I, not I, know. I just what do not that know like is. Yeah. Is it is it something significant? Is it something that is gonna like satiate like sort of this playmaking need? I don't know if that deal ultimately ends up being there in the way that we that like maybe people would like it to be. I, I think that's an open question. Yeah. We'll kind of see how things pick up here as we go. Um but like Real that, quick, like before the yeah. break, like I, I don't see how that deal happens because like I know a lot of people are saying, oh, Eric Gordon, Eric Gordon. Did you see the report from the Athletic this evening? I did. That the Rockets like that, are it, more it, it than is, likely going to stand pat and keep. Look, Eric it, it is it is posturing season. Like I mean, like you know, like we've talked about like the Levert Price, we've talked about Gordon, we've talked about like whatever. It's like you know, like I mean, the, everything we're seeing with Ben Simmons right now is extremely yeah. just like posturing season. Like that's what this is. But I think we're just in a situation where like we'll see where this goes and this come to the deadline and we'll see how aggressive the Cavs ultimately get. I I don't know. I don't think anyone really has like the best idea, but it's like clearly a need. And I think like, you know, it's no. interesting that we're talking about this. Like again, the Cavs won. That's a good thing. They're still in a really good spot. They're game and a half out of first place in these. That is that is incredible. I wanna like take the macro view here and just say that that is like really, really impressive. What I also just I think it's worth noting is like if we're thinking about the longevity of this team, the Knicks last year in the playoffs were absolutely done in by the fact that like they did not have enough creation in the playoffs. And like the Cavs, I think, if you get to your playoff series, that is the thing that that could do them. And like for looking at them for this year, I think long term, like they will go out and address it. I think you know, like I, I think I'm more bullish on Colin Sexton's fit in the team long term, just from a, a playmaking standpoint, depending on where this Me goes and what the contract too. number looks like. I, it it will come down to the money. Like that's ultimately like what this it, it's about the money. But we'll figure out where this goes. It's just an interesting spot. But Evan, after the break, we're gonna give out Cavs awards. So if you're listening for the first time, that's gonna be game MVP. That is gonna be play of the night, and that is going to be stat of the night. We'll each give out all, each of those awards. But first, I'm gonna tell everyone about our friends at Truebill. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't want or need or simply forgot about. On average, people say do $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. All you have to do is link your accounts, and Truebill help cancel your unwanted subscriptions in just one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to help cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Take Matthew B., for instance, who says, quote, in a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my direct TV bill, saved $120 a year on my Series XM bill, and saved $840 a year on car insurance. That is that is some bread right there, folks. Do not fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedNBA. That is Truebill.com slash LockedNBA. Go right now to Truebill.com slash LockedNBA. It could save you thousands a year. And, Evan, what else? We're going to tell everyone about our friends at Bill Bar. Bill Bar makes it easier to stick your juice resolutions because they're giving you a tasty protein snack. You're going to want to eat it. And you're going to want to enjoy this protein bar, unlike any other protein bar out there, frankly, because those can be chalky, waxy, dry, just disgusting, and not enjoyable to eat. Think about some of these Bill Bar flavors. 
I had a cookie dough one today. That was incredible. There's coconut almond. There's peanut butter brownie. There's Evan's favorite cookies and cream. Mint brownie, salted caramel, a whole bunch more. And they have mixed boxes. They have a factory second sale going on tomorrow, so you can save some money if you, on top of the discount we're going to give you. They keep them coming. They keep it heat. Look, 17 grams of protein in most bars, 4 grams of what? You got something to say? They could just two for one it, save money with Truebill, and then use that money they save to go buy some built bars. Beautiful synergy. 130 calories in most bars, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off that order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Again, there's a factory second sale going on starting Tuesday as well. Go check that out. Save a little more cheddar at Built Bar. Evan, let's get into awards. Um, where, let's start with MVP. Who is your game MVP for this one? Um, it's Kevin Love. He his post game comments were really good. I think he honestly is just one of the better interviews for the Cavs because he knows how to speak to media. Well, he's, he's also not, he's also just like not in a bad mood anymore. Like he's just like vibing. Yeah, yeah like, he opened up about that. I think Chris Fedor got him with a good question on that one. He said like, "Listen, I've kind of learned and grown from my mistakes. I know the guys rag on me for being old, yeah, but." I, I, I'm still young-ish, and I can still grow and change, and I've learned a lot. I think JD having faith in him and his shot, like he he said, like you've noted, he and Jet or Jetty have really struggled since Ricky has gone down, and I think not having Rondo out there has just made it really hard for those two in terms of perimeter shooting. And just tonight was his night, and he was just kind of the spark that just swung the pendulum back in the Cavs' favor, and like it got a little dicey in the fourth. But the Cavs probably wouldn't be in that game in the fourth if it wasn't for Kevin Love shooting in the third. Yeah, he was incredible. Um, he's going to come up later in my stat of the night because he was just on fire in a really impressive way yeah. in that quarter when they kind of needed someone to do something. But I'm going to go Isaac Okoro just because I thought he was excellent in the first half. Good pick. And I thought this was just perhaps one of his most complete games as an NBA player. Still some misses at the rim that leave you like a little wanting. He had like three in this game where you're just like, okay, Isaac needs to, to finish this to kind of really maximize what he can be. Um, had some good offensive rebounds that would, would like miss the, the putback shot and stuff. But like... Thought he was really complete at defense, absolutely competing, absolutely getting some offensive rebounds that we don't always get to see from him. I thought just a very complete team. Loved the – it's not going to be my play of the night, but I loved the fast break he had with Jetty, where J him and Jetty just mm -hmm. in sync. I loved the step through with the Eurostep finish that he had on RJ Barrett. Like, he is suddenly growing. And if he can, like, fill the box score a little bit more, be a guy that gets you some rebounds, gets you some steals, gets you a couple – assist and I, I think like i i've been meaning to do this but looking at his hockey assist would be sort of interesting like he can be a guy that can i think fill some roles and like he's you know i mean especially while marketing is out like they're going to be looking to find guys that can step up and provide a little bit more and we'll talk about that later but like he's a guy that i think has an opportunity here but to me this was perhaps the most complete mm -hmm. game we've seen him play this season evan uh let's go to play of the night your what is your play uh, it is in the closing moments of the game, and actually, I talk about this. It's when I think it's when Rajon Rondo took that three pointer. It's uh, Evan Mobley grabs the offensive rebound. Evan Mobley came up big down the stretch; like he was a little inconsistent, a little shaky from the uh, free throw line, but um, was really just big in terms of just playing to his size and just crashing the glass a lot too. But he kicks out to Darius Garland, who had a very slick three pointer to kind of just really put the game on ice for Cleveland. It was still close down the stretch, obviously, but like that was a huge three. You could really feel like the momentum just like teetering a little bit. And it was mm -hmm. just a big play. Good read on Mobley's part. I think 
that is like a sneaky part of his game is just like him facilitating from the elbow or him just getting offensive boards and just kicking it out to whether it's Dean Wade or Darius Garland, like Dean Wade missed a few. Like Evan Mobley could have floated the triple-double tonight if the Cavs just kind of made a couple more of their threes, but Mobley being a key part of it, and just that was my play of the night pick. Uh, the defensive rebound he had that got led to him getting fouled and then being the last um, bit there, I think, was really, really good. Evan, I- I'm going to shout out Mar Stevens for my play because the switch he made at the end of this game to stay Julius Randle and like, contest Julius Randle awesome. at the end of this game the Cavs defended, you know, a pretty like ban- vanilla kind of boring inbound play, for being honest. But defended it perfectly, stayed with their guys. Literally, Knicks just got a terrible shot off into that game. They just needed two to tie it or, or get a three to win. Lamar Stevens up in up in Julius Randle's grill, just like amazing stuff from from him at the end of this yeah. game. And like the Cavs won a ninety-five to ninety-three game, which is kind of like a. I feel like if JB Bickerstaff could like put like forth like his like dream sort of like game, it'd be sort of like a mucky defensive game. This was kind of like that to some degree. Yeah, he, he said post game this was like his ideal effort from the Cavs, start to finish. And I'm just like, uh, really, man? This yeah, was as ugly as the Thunder game on offense. Sicko, sicko stuff from 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 JB. But like, you look at you look at the end of this game, and it's like, okay, like this team defended this perfectly. Your blinds, you see JB Bickerstaff just peering in the window, laughing. <laughs> He's just, he just cut, you just go at his house, like make some, like a, whatever his, like late night, like kind of thing is after whatever he unwinds. What, like, whatever, I wonder what his post, but like, whatever it is for him post game, just chilling. He's just like watching, like, Okoro's defensive clips. They're like, ah, do you want to watch, like, you know, like some of the offense? Like, nah, I just want to watch Evan Mobley, like, having this man rebound and, and watch. We, we should just, I just want to know, Evan Mobley put Julius Randle, like, in a cage and just, like, defended him. And well, that's why the Knicks oh, got Evan goodness. Mobley off him on the last possession. Like yeah. they made a concerted effort, and then Steve, like you said, Stevens defended him like crazy. Perfect. perfect. And I asked JB about it. He's just like, "Ah, oh, no, that's what we expected." And I'm like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah, no, Lamar is probably one of our most trustworthy defenders in like clutch situations like that." Rotation player, Lamar Stevens. Anyway, uh, Evan, stat of the night. Mine is Kevin Love's third quarter: fourteen points, four six from three. Literally just came out shooting and was not good in the first half, but came out firing and ended up having a 20-point night. But they needed that offensive juice in the third quarter. And mm-hmm. like just his his ability to shoot, his ability to kind of put up that quarter when the Cavs' offense was stagnant and they're just kind of looking for any sort of offensive lifeline at times. That was really key, and Kevin Love remains really important. And yeah. uh, that quarter was weird to say. Like, like if you're if well, yeah, but if we're like if we're cutting up like the tape of like Kevin Love six man of the year candidate, that quarter is on the highlight reel for sure. Oh, absolutely. And I, I don't know what the odds are. I don't know if the lines have changed much. He wasn't under consideration last time I checked, but that'd be something worth watching if you want to put any money on anything. Like Ru- Rubio I, I don't think he wins the I don't think yeah. he wins the award, but like he's gonna probably be in the race towards the end. He wasn't of the like the best candidate on the team until Rubio's injury is the thing. And now it's like, oh, like maybe his body of work like makes him like a, a voting candidate. I don't know. I yeah. that's one of those awards I just I never like I always my definition is probably different than like Highland like Jordan Clark's won it last yeah. year. A lot of jazz people like Joe Ingles actually is a more valuable bench piece, whatever. But Evan, you're you're steady there as what? Yeah. Uh with his fifth straight 10 plus assist performance, Darius Garland has tied LeBron James for the longest streak by any Cavalier over the last 10 years. And that's just absolutely bonkers to think that they've had Kyrie Irving on this roster. They've had LeBron James again on this roster in the last decade. Um, and Darius Garland just he's in rarefied air. It's just another milestone and accomplishment for him. Um, he's like the first triple double since LeBron in like the last 
three years in the terms of regular season play. And, and if you want to be cheeky about it, like the last triple double before DGs was in the NBA finals against Golden State in 2018. So Darius Garland's really freaking good. Hot take. Yeah. Good, good NBA player. All right, Evan, after the break, we'll get into Lowry Markkinen's injury. Uh, what that can mean. We'll talk about Dean Wade in that in that segment as well because he took the starting spot for Lowry Markkinen on, on Monday night. But first, you're going to tell everyone about our friends at Bet Online. I absolutely am. Bet Online would like to wish you all a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Okay, Evan, last segment. Let's talk about Larry Markin, who's going to miss some time. We don't know exactly, I think, the extent yet. Um, I, I like the title you have, Missing Marketing. It sounds like a CW, like teen drama. It's, yeah, it's uh, it's my aborted Riverdale spinoff pitch. Hmm. You know. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I I like that. I like I, just, I like the broke your brain. Don't know where to go. Mine. Let's go. Don't know where to go, go with this. It's late. Lowry, so Lowry Markin is going to miss some time. Dean Wade search for him. Evan, I, I think honestly, I I think there's obviously like some things you're missing with with Wade instead of Markin. And I think certainly I I don't expect like Wade to get the same kind of you know kind of coming off of screens and. And, and getting those kind of role opportunities because he's just a little smaller. But like, I don't. Yeah. I don't. And I hope he gets better soon. I don't know if this is a like. This is like obviously you. If you're the Cavs, you want to be healthy as fully as possible, and like you, you'd like to just like go through a stretch of not having injuries to, to guys that you're paying lots of money to and matter to your team and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I kind of think we can survive this though. I, I think yep. they'll re- reasonably be okay. There will be some issues. I think there will be an adjustment period. I, but I think Dean Wade, like he was already probably deserving of some minutes, and I, I kind of think they can survive with him kind of playing, in, in, which he already did once this season, filling in for yep. for Lowry. Granted, I was a little, I gave pause to that just because they had Ricky Rubio still coming off the bench. They had Colin Sexton for like a game or two before um, he went down for the season, of course. But um, no, Dean Wade, I really played well tonight against the Knicks, and I agree. Like I think the Cavs are going to be. It's going to be rough. I think it's going to be ugly still, but I think they'll be okay with that Larry Markkinen out there on the floor just because of Dean Wade. He was their second best three point shooter, if you want to put it like quantify it statistically, is four or seven from the floor from three. Just played a lot of hustle stat moments. Um, played really hard. There were times he was playing heavy footed, which I noticed, but I think having Evan Mobley is just like the safety valve to kind of protect the paint when he gets blown by, uh, whether it's like RJ Barrett or a quicker guard who's playing the three instead. Um, like the, that, that kind of makes it a little tough defensively, but I think Dean Wade is just as a solid player. Um, Kevin Love called him a consummate pro where he's just always prepared. Um, Dean Wade said post game, like it was tough for him as rookie because his role really wasn't defined. And now he just kind of knows what he is on this team or like when the team calls on him, he needs to be ready. And clearly he was ready. He didn't find out he was starting until today. So clearly just came in with the right mindset, the right ability and just kind of, Provided with the Cavs needed just some solid defense some three-point shooting, some rebounds, some steals, just a little bit of everything. Um, 
I think, like you said, there's going to be a bit of a drop off because it's a little bit of a different player, but there's a lot of overlap with Larry Markin and Dean Wade. And there was a reason why I was kind of banging my fist at times when Markin just was not hitting threes. I'm like, well, why don't you suck away a little bit or take away a little bit of Larry's minutes and maybe give him the Dean Wade and just kind of see what you have. And I think the Cavs will be okay. There's just going to be some variations as well. I think the other thing to watch here is just once Jerry Allen comes back, kind of how this kind of plays out. Um, I'm going to pull up some of the line of data and see what we kind of have on some of these guys. Yeah. I don't think they played a ton of this year, but like, let's just, we didn't even mention this because Jared Allen didn't play. They didn't go like conventional. Like they stuck to their, their yeah. kind of system here and they went, they went with Ed Davis who like hasn't played like another one of these guys that they've just kind of thrown in. Um, another guy that I, I mean, I think clearly, like you saw, the idea here was okay. If they, we have issues, we want a guy that if he needs to spot start for us and play twenty minutes, like we we can make do with that. Like that was clearly kind mm-hmm. of the vibe of trying to bring him in. Um, like, and it's 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 just you know, I think he's solid. I I think that Davis is like stuck around in the league for a long time for a good reason. He's just obviously not going to provide you what Jared Allen does. So it's just like uh, I don't like I don't know like what else are you supposed to really do with that? I mean, just for the year, um. Lineups with Wade, Mobley, and Allen, all three on the floor together, have played two coming. This is not including tonight's games, as far as I as far as I can tell. Um, two hundred and twenty-four well, possessions. Tonight's game, Jared Allen. But I actually play. don't know how fast cleaning the glass updates. If I'm being honest with you, so there's yeah. just yeah. I don't know if it's like what like it could be a coding thing. Doesn't matter. Two hundred twenty-four possessions on the year, plus thirteen points per hundred possessions. They're scoring one hundred five point four, which is not good, giving up ninety-two point four on average. The most commonly used lineup is Garland, Okoro, Wade, Mobley, Allen, which is going to be the starting lineup. Um, we presume when they're healthy. That is played. Oh, that obviously this hasn't been. Allen didn't play it. Then I'm stupid. Ninety possessions plus seventeen points per, per hundred possessions, only scoring ninety-three, which is not good, but is giving up. 75.6 so like let's just assume the defense kind of regresses back to something more realistic and mm-hmm. the offense kind of normalizes and meaningful like I, there's like i think makings of a lineup there that is not too different than the marketing lineups those have been you know relatively successful in the year um we you know we've seen like you know got in terms of like the, a lot of these lineups have had rubio which is which is worth pointing out um the second most common one that was Wade Mobley Allen had Colin Sexton in it with Garland and that played 76 possessions during the year. So like, that's obviously not something we are going to see. It is just going to be interesting to see how this levels out. And I, and I, but I, mm-hmm. I tend to think it will be fine. Like market, let's just like yeah. market misses a month, six weeks, whatever. Like I, I kind of think they can survive that. Like this, like it, let's put it this way. If you were going to tell me that they were going to miss someone for like a stretch again, and it had to be one of the starters. I kind of think this is the guy that, like, if you had to pick, this is, and you wouldn't want to pick, but this is, like, reasonably the guy you would sort of think, okay, they could probably reasonably survive this if it came down to it, I think. I mean, yeah, I think that's a, I'm not trying it's, to it's say, like not, no, I'm not trying to say, like, no dip, but, like, if you, they lost Garland, huge blow for this team. If they lose Mobley or Allen, like you saw tonight, not having Allen out there was hard. Like, Okoro, you can, patchwork it a little bit together with having Stevens out there and ditto for marketing with Wade. It's just like you said, they're not going to get the same results. I think they're going to be able to figure it out, tinker with it a little bit. They had Kevin Love playing less than 25 minutes. Maybe they lean more on Kevin Love at times. I think uh, I, I, I know what I wanted to make is this is a good opportunity for Dylan Winler to kind of show that he is a valuable or a salvageable or a possible NBA rotation piece as well, just because Windler played 
Uh, nine minutes in this one, one of two from the floor, two points, uh, four fouls, two rebounds. He's kind of got some ticky tack calls against him, but you're not going to get a lot from him, I think. But if you get him to play hard on a night to night basis, that's going to endear him more to this coaching staff and get him minutes when this team is fully healthy. But I think marketing being out, this is the Cavs way of saying like, okay, Dylan, we're going to have to lean on you a little bit more. We're going to lean on Lamar Stevens a little bit more. It's going to be a team effort. It's not just going to be like, okay, Dean Wade, you're going to just solve all of our problems. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, it's not going to be one for one, just like the the Rondo thing is one for one. But I want to end on on one last note. Uh, What did you think of Rondo in his first, just because of the injuries had, the hamstring injury, this is his first actual game in Cleveland. What did you think? Uh, I thought 18 minutes was the just right amount that the Cavs need to play him overall. I thought having him play 18 minutes coming off a hamstring injury was certainly bold. Um, I liked the two guard lineups with him and Garland that they ran at the end of the second half. I'm just like, okay, this is what the, the Cavs like to do with Rubio and Garland. Let's try it out with Rondo and Garland as well. It, it worked. I think having Garland play off ball with Rondo being the initiator worked a lot too. Um, it, it's just kind of what I expect a little bit of playmaking some because okay. defense, the three point shooting is still a surprise. I, I expect him to come crashing back down to earth. Eventually. I think we saw when he was taking the game icing three pointer at the end there. And it thankfully resulted in a Garland three. Maybe it was just all part of the plan all along, but yeah, it looked good. I think he provides some positive minutes. I don't think he's fully going to replicate what Ricky Rubio provides just because he is in his thirties and has a ton of mileage on his body at this point. I think he is solid enough for what the Cavs need. But again, this Cavs team is screaming for a secondary shot creator and shot taker as well. And like seeing Sexton on the bench really just crystallized that viewpoint of like, damn, the Cavs could use Colin Sexton right now, especially like we talked about this, how they're using Brandon Goodwin. If they use the Colin in a similar role, he's like a, playmaker off the bench and maybe you pair him with rondo it just makes so much more sense for this cast team yeah all right let's wrap it up there that's gonna be well, a how do you feel about rondo i just tell I, me I, I, he was fine like i i think the three point i i gotta tick i gotta i gotta i gotta chuckle out of the three-pointer he hit because i was just like i didn't get a chuckle not... i was just like bro what are we doing here the, these fans are going so upset they already got the free curly fries let them go home with a win yeah, I well, I I I meant the I meant the three that he made that was like really deep. And he oh, just like, I'm like I'm like sure, Rondo. Like this is never something you're gonna do, but you you did it. Um, you and I like, feel like, the same way. Yeah, like I I think he's just such a different flavor than what Rubio provided that I think that is still sorting itself out here. Um, also, yep. just want to note that Jetty Osman only played 11 minutes in this game, and like that also feels worth keeping keeping your eyes lasered on on his minute totals as we go on here. I think will be worth. Kind of, well, we got we uh, got to run the numbers on how he's looked since um, Rubio went down for the we, year too. We will. I will come end of the show. I will come stacked with that Wednesday, uh, the Thursday morning show when they play after they play the Bucks. I will come hot, okay. locked and loaded with uh, those numbers. I just need time to crunch them. All right, that, but that yeah. is going to be it. Uh, Evan, any final thoughts as we uh, as we skedaddle out of here? Uh, no, I'm just, I, I'm really, I think my favorite storyline this year is just the Kevin Love, like, complete revival of his image here. Like, people would die for Kevin Love now, and I'm pretty sure if he signed, like, I know Justin Rowan pointed out, like, it has to be 50% of what he's making now, but, like, he signed, like, another contract to keep him here long term. Like, I don't think you heard everybody complain about it whatsoever. The number 
as always, would be fascinating. Cavs, again, not something we want to talk about anymore, but the, their, how they manage this team in the next couple of years will be one of the most interesting stories to me about yeah. uh, where this team kind of goes. But all right, if you're, now that we're done here, thank, we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Cavs your first listen every day. Now we want to recommend you make your second list in Lockdown Bets, your daily one-stop shop for our gambling needs. That is Locked on Bets, hosted by your Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. I'm Chris. That's Evans from Lockdown Cavs. Peace out. Back tomorrow. Uh, we're gonna. Ta- I'm going to talk with Lockdown Bucks host Kane Pittman in a little crossover about Cavs Bucks. So that Wednesday game will be a doozy and a half. And uh, we'll, Evan will be back for our recap of that on, on Thursday. Until then, be well. Peace out. Boy Scouts.